um, when I think about this, hang with me because this is going to sound really weird. I think of the National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. <laughs> it did sound weird, right? You thought it wouldn't, and it actually does. So when I was 13, I went to the, the Air and, is it the Air and Space Museum, the National Air and Space. And there, I remember on the outside of the building, there's this point it comes to. And the idea is you walk up to this point, and there's like a worn patch of dirt. You can tell people's feet have been there before. And there's worn patches on the side of the building. And the invitation is you, you put your hands on the wall, and you lean in until your forehead touches the building. And if you do it just right, the effect is it divides your vision. So one eye sees a wholly different perspective and then the other eye. So your eyes are actually seeing two different realities. Has anybody ever done that, or is that just me? <laughs> wow, I would, I would recommend it. So it's because obviously it stayed with me because I'm 50 now, right? So I was 13 then. But I'm really glad I had that experience in my body because two years ago, at the age of 48, I felt like I, I was being asked to hold two really different, um, contradictory, big things inside my one woman's body. And it damn near cracked me open. I was uh, in the throes of perimenopause, and as if that weren't enough, it was right after the 2016 election. Election. Um, and so I was holding, I was holding deep, deep, deep rage, deep rage, and incredible, incredible faith and hope in humanity. And both of those things were being asked to be shared inside my body. And as a result, I felt like Carrie from the movie. The, and I felt like, who's the girl from The Exorcist who sits on the bed and her head spins and she spews vomit all over the priest in the room? That woman. I felt like I was possessed. I felt like I was out of control. I felt like I had gone off the rails. I felt like I was dangerous like one of those volcanoes in Hawaii that was just like laying lava all over the land. So what did I do? I called my MD. And I don't do that very often. I only do it for one reason. It's because of her, pres her prescription pad. Because I have a whole host of people that hold me upright. So I go there when I need that. And that's exactly what I did that day. So I went in and I said, basically, help me not to be me, because this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be the me that's feeling these things. And she said, right. And I love this woman. I'd seen her for years. She said, right. So we have two choices. We have um, antidepressants, or you can go on birth control. And I had been on antidepressants before, and I knew, what I, I knew how I was and when I needed them. And this felt different. But the birth control thing was perplexing because I was my cycles, God knows what was happening. And then my husband had just gotten a vasectomy. So I'm like, what are we doing here? And she said, she said, Lael, it'll just take the edge off. Everybody does it. <laughs> and I love this woman. I do. And, but I wanted to replay that tape. Like, did you hear that? Because that sounds like a, a drug, what a drug dealer would say. <laughs> Everybody does it. It's just going to take the edge off. Just take a little... She got a little hit. So good. And, I, and, so, and interestingly enough, I was very keenly aware that feeling was not an option in that moment. And to be fair to her, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't going there to tell her to feel things. So she was, she was biting the hook that I was fishing for. But so, she, so I went with the birth control option. And I got three months of, of birth control, which I was like, how do you even use this shit anymore? 
And I got the three little packs, and I came home, and I was halfway through my cycle, and so I couldn't take it. So I put it in the steps to go upstairs, and I went to work. And I came home, and my six-month-old dog at the time, Max, had had a birth control party in the upstairs bedroom. And there were little pieces of twisted pink plastic and little blue and white pills all over the place. He had had such a good time. And he was in the middle going, I'm really sorry, but it was really fun. And I remember, rather than get mad, like, Max, what have you done? I was like, oh, thank God. And my whole body was relieved because he had made the decision for me, which, of course, I didn't want to do. So Max was my divine intervention. Because I know, what I know now that I didn't know then was that the book that I just wrote, the manuscript I just finished, that was bearing down on me hard and it was starting to push and that's how I get right before I'm like, oh God, it's coming, something's coming. I literally walk around like, oh God. It's, it's very physical for me until, I, until it starts to, um, I make some space for it. So Christine Northrup, I love her, and she, in her book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and also The Wisdom of Menopause, Christine Northrup talks about when you are premenstrual, when you are postpartum, and when you are perimenopausal, everything that is unfinished, unresolved, unrequited, any un, is going to come and visit you for another conversation. And it's like this big churn. Here we go. You know, it's just going to churn up again from the bottom. And you're going to have this conversation with it. Or not, because it'll churn, you know. It'll, it'll keep coming. We like wheels. It'll keep coming around. And then also, Lisa Lister, in her book, Witch, I read, she talks about the divine feminine and how the feminine energy just rises. It just keeps rising. Maya Angelou, and still I rise, and still I rise. And Lisa Lister, though, puts a really sharp point on that fucking pencil. She says, you know what? This is not for the faint of heart. She's like, when that shit starts to rise, stand back. Because it's ugly, it's bloody, it's, it's just, it's really, well, it's messy, it's loud. And so she contextualized it for me. So I realize as being sovereign for me now, it's not about being possessed. It's about being in full possession of everything I am, everything I see, everything I feel, everything I know to be true for me. So as a queen, I feel like, again, I'm asking to hold two beautiful contradictory things. I'm asking myself to hold the and in me. And hopefully in the space of holding the and for me, I'm holding space for us in the and in us. Because my eyes know how to see two very different realities. I know I have that ability in me somewhere. Our first speaker of the evening is in the process of noticing what's in her beautiful hands. Please rise with a big welcome for Anne Morin.